hope this finds you doing well. Welcome to our leadership podcast. We have a brilliant uh, name that we're giving this, the Charlie McMahon Leadership Podcast. It's, it's, uh, it's brilliant because it's simple. And that's what it's about. We're going to spend some time talking about leadership every week. And uh, a lot of that is because as a church, we are in the metamorphosis of re-establishing the leadership value. Everything is leadership, and leadership is everything. When it comes down to it, every family, every school, every neighborhood, every city, every state, every country is ultimately determined by its capacity for effective leadership. And uh, as a church, it hit us a couple years ago. We are not developing people who develop people who develop people. And that's, uh, that, it was just a wake-up call. It's, a, it's, it's funny being part of an organization over a long period of time where you, it's, just, it's like leading a team through a season. You, you have ups and downs. You have, oh, wow, how did we miss that? Oh, wow, we need to learn this. Oh, wow, we need to grow in this. Oh, wow, we're doing that well. And that's certainly true for us in leadership. That's why if you're around Southbrook five minutes now these days, you're going to get some dialogue, input, vision cast into you about leadership and where you fit into it. Many of you know that our mantra is leadership is simply influence meeting intention, story meeting strategy. It's all it is. Everybody has influence. And if you get that intentional element to your life, you're going to see that influence being utilized in a leadership capacity. Every, every single person has a story. And when there's just a strategy of putting that story into play, you get to see the redemption of that. And so we're going to spend time every week uh, just dialoguing about this. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking of this week with leadership. Today, uh, what I'm thinking of in terms of leadership is the concept of downward mobility. Uh, one, of the, one of the most distinctive characteristics of Jesus as a leader was his upside-down trajectory. Leadership in his day was lording it over people. It, it's a many... Um, extents, it's, it's, it's been that way in America. But there's a shift now. People understand and have to embrace now to, that to lead, it's not about upward mobility. It's not about putting yourself above people. It's about serving people. It's really cool that we see this at play in our culture uh, and in many ways. Um, and so much so that when we see domineering leadership, when we see um, high to low leadership, in other words, from a position of power, pushing people, we, it, it stands out. It stands out. Now, that's contrasted to Jesus. And what I've been thinking of this week is um, Mark 9, when Jesus is, is uh, confronting his disciples as they're having a dialogue about who is the greatest. And he says, anyone who must be first will have to be last. Anyone who is the servant of all is the greatest. And to illustrate that, he took a child 
and set that child in his lap and said, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. In other words, my presence in your life will be expressed when you embrace people who can't do anything for you. That the ultimate test of our character is how we interact with people who aren't going to give us a payoff. We don't have any sense that if I am nice to this person, if I bless this person, if I'm generous to this person, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a kickback. That you know, a little child in that day had no rights as a Roman citizen, and they had no way to, to, to bless you back. And that this is so often the test of our leadership. I, I just, I, one time, our kids, we were talking we were at a restaurant, and uh, I think our kids were post-high school. And both of our kids said something that just struck Sherry and myself to the core. They said, you don't treat people who serve you in the restaurant really well. And because it was something I really cared about, it, it hit both of us. It, it cut both of us to the quick. Now, Austin was saying that because he just worked in a restaurant and he was really sensitive to that issue. <laughs> but ever since then, man, have I stepped up my game to make sure I learn the name of the person who was serving me in a restaurant. Nobody ever serves in a restaurant because that's their life ambition. I don't, I don't know anyone who's waiting on tables because that's what they want to do with their life. It's, it's an ennobling, honorable work, as all work is, that... Uh, you know, is is credible work, but nobody says, "Hey, I want I I'm, I've trained all my life so that I can wait on people and their dirty dishes." And so, that is uh, you can you can make the argument that that benefits me to treat the person who's serving me food well and to learn their name. But in reality, they're in the lesser position. They're in the lower position in that situation. And what's critical is how I, how I treat that individual. Do I ennoble them? Do I, do I dignify their actions? Do I dignify their job? Do I dignify their humanity? And this is what Jesus is getting at here. And if you'll look in, in just take a chance and look in Mark 9, and you'll see some truths emerge about leadership from his statements in Mark 9. One is authentic leadership is last, not first. The first will be last. Simon Sinek wrote a book, Leaders uh, Eat Last. You know, never eat lunch alone. Always be building someone someone up. The idea being that Simon Sinek was catching on to Jesus' mantra that leadership exalts others ahead. Secondly, authentic leadership is giving, not getting. And that your idea that you, you give to that child, even though you may not get something back, leaders get later. Leaders go last and leaders get later. Your, your reward will be the building of other people. Your reward will be the building of your company, your group. That's your reward, is that you built something that's sustainable. You built something eternal. Authentic leadership is us and them, not us versus them. Jesus goes on to talk about whoever is not against us is for us. Leaders build relationships. Leaders build bridges. Uh, 
Authentic leadership is gentle strength, not forceful insensitivity. And he goes on to, to say, hey, listen, uh, I tell you the truth, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose, lose his reward. You know, the idea of something simple and gentle being done when someone's thirsty. And I love that imagery because I want to focus on that. Leaders are secure. Leaders know that their cup is full. Their inner cup is full. And so they're able to give water to other people because they're not going around looking to have their cup full. And this is really what defines the difference between authentic leadership that lasts over time and leadership that does not last is in the, in the essence, well, Maslow, Abraham Maslow, who was American psychologist in the first part of the century, developed his Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And uh, authentic leadership that lasts is the, are people who have had their inner being secured so that they can, Maslow's words for that was self-actualize. In other words, get on to how do I make myself the best version of me? And you can really, really tell the difference between leaders who are really still looking to have their cup of actualization filled by someone else and those whose cup of actualization has been filled and now they're able to give water. They're able to be gentle, they're able to be strong, and they don't have to force their way. And uh, I want to challenge you today to look at your inner cup. Are you still leading to get filled up, to get your identity and your worth settled, or has that been settled? And now you're able to pour into others. You're able to make others look better than you. You're able to, to let others shine and you take the, 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 the background. You're able to go into downward mobility because you're secure. It's interesting, maybe one of the more famous things Jesus ever did was wash his disciples' feet. What many people miss in that in John 13 is John's description that Jesus, he said, Jesus, having come from the Father and knowing he was going for, to the Father, got up from the table, wrapped off his outer garment, put it around his waist, and began to wash his disciples' feet. John tells us that because Jesus knew where he came from, knew where he was going, that he was secure, that's what enabled him to do a servant's work. Lead authentically. Lead with the understanding that the Lord is my shepherd and my cup runneth over. Thanks for listening to the first episode of the Charlie McMahon Leadership Podcast. We'll be doing this every week, so subscribe to hear the latest episodes. And if this has been helpful to you, spread the word. I'll talk to you again next week. Uh-huh.